Welcome to The Quiet Life. I'm Michael James Wong, meditation teacher, author, founder of Just Breathe, and your host for this podcast. Now it goes without saying that we're living in an uncertain time where everything is changing rapidly. We're living day to day, unsure of the road that lies ahead. And things are getting a little or a lot quieter. So join me on this podcast as we speak to experts and inspiring voices about home practices for your mind and mental health during this time of uncertainty. Listen in as they share their thoughts and daily practices you can do wherever you are. Welcome to The Quiet Life. Welcome to this episode of The Quiet Life. I'm your host, as always, Michael James Wong, and today I'm joined by Will Sebastian Klempner. How you doing, buddy? How are you? Very good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, things are going really well. Um, for me at home right now, as I'm sure you are as well. For those of you guys who haven't come across Will before in his work, uh, Will's a writer and filmmaker, and he's also the host of Can We Just Ask, which is a podcast and an event series all about raising questions and creating awareness, uh, providing consideration, and just having a community conversation that just helps us understand more about ourselves and what's going on in the world. Hmm. So how are you doing right now uh, amongst yeah. all of this? Um, yeah, I, th- I think I'm doing okay. I, people, I, sort of, I ask people that, and people ask me that, and I sort of, it's, it's hard to sort of, know the full extent of it really because it's so such a strange time I and mean, i'm sat here sat on my bed right now mm. uh which is a very feels like a very strange place to just be having a chat through over a podcast so everything that's happening is so unusual that i think i'm i think i'm sort of taking it as it comes and doing my best to focus on what's in front of me as opposed to the the sort of grand scale of everything because if i start focusing on that it suddenly becomes overwhelming and and quite a lot to take in doesn't it yeah it does and and for those of you guys listening in into this episode we're recording this probably i'm gonna say four weeks into lockdown where maybe the the initial uh chaos of let's say grabbing toilet paper and hand sanitizer maybe has a little bit alleviated but there's kind of a different rhythm of life right now um and, and maybe even before we chat a little bit kind of uh, of kind of how you're doing at home and the things you're up to to kind of keep your sanity, I mean, just for those of people who are newer to kind of you and, and, and the work that you do, I mean, kind of what, what, what these days is kind of your, your work and your world and kind of what things keep you both busy but also give you a bit of uh, peace of mind? Mm. My, my work is and always has been quite varied. Um, so I always really struggle to answer that question. It's, I do work in the, the world of storytelling and creating content. So like you said, I'm a, I'm a writer and a filmmaker and I do that across digital platforms, but also in, in live event scenarios. So as well as working with sort of festivals and things like that, I, we obviously do, can we just ask, um, through which we have previously done a lot of panel discussions where we, we bring people together and we try and create a space where people can talk and tell stories and share ideas and and collaborate in a community 
sense, which is obviously uh, right now something that's very difficult, nigh on impossible to achieve. Um, because, I mean, I was reading this article about how connecting over a screen is, is so exhausting just because, you know, if we're all on a Zoom call, you're always in shot and it's almost like you're always performing. Um, as opposed to when you when it's in person, this feels like less of less pressure and it's less draining because you actually mm. have that human connection. So, I'm trying to continue that work, that storytelling work, and that that community creating work through the podcast. But I'm also doing I'm doing a lot of writing. I find for me writing is very cathartic, and I do that both in a personal and a professional capacity. So, um, I try every morning to journal. I mean, journal is a is a it's a loose form of journaling. I basically sort of brain dump on the page. Some people call it more yeah. than pages. Um, sure. So I, I do that in a personal capacity just to help myself. But I'm also doing a lot of writing as well. So I do a lot of script writing and currently working on a few sort of film ideas and things like that as well. Which actually I feel grateful for the the time that I've been given where I don't have to be sat on a tube and I don't have to be uh, traveling halfway across London to do the things that I really want to do. So Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Hopefully this is, is complimentary to you is that you very much are, are someone who indulges in the things that inspire them and that you're not limited or confined by, oh, I'm a writer or, oh, I'm a, a host of this or, oh, I do this. And, and rather you just allow yourself to um, be passionate and to go deeper into into inspirations um, when you guys or when you launch the the can we just ask stuff and that that idea of kind of expanding conversations could you speak a little bit more about actually I mean what what it is or the essence of what what it you know what started it all with with the can we just ask stuff well mm. going back to the, the first thing that you said I I, I was tend to struggle with the idea of being defined by what we do and therefore then being defined by the one thing that you call yourself professionally. So, you know, a lot of people, and I've struggled this with, with this for a long time, which is why I struggle to then say, if someone says, what do you do, to then say one thing, because, you know, I'd much, I'd much prefer to explore my curiosity that if I can't pick one specific passion that is the thing that's going to drive my life for the next however many years, um, which gives me fear just thinking that I have to pick one thing that will last me for 30, 40 years. I sort of try my best. To oh, yeah, absolutely. Think, yeah, I think, well, okay, so what curiosity can I pursue? Which is then leads me to the, the doing the wearing multiple hats and spin, spinning many plates, which is a blessing and a curse. But with, um, with Can We Just Ask, the, the thing, so it's me and my partner, Annie, we started it in 2018, and, and we... I think what we felt was we had a lot of conversations behind closed doors about the things that were happening in the world and, and the things that interest us and sort of sparked some sort of curiosity within us. And we found that a lot of the conversations we were then having on social media with people that we were connecting with or with the people that we work with were very much one-dimensional in that they were just repeating sort of regurgitated information and, and we weren't really allowing ourselves to show the different sides of our personalities because social media tends to do that it tends to you tend to try and fill the, the sort of niche that you think you're supposed to be filling I think that's the way I feel about it anyway so we decided to hold some panel discussions and mm. basically get some people in a room to have the conversations that we were having but with a bigger group of people and to be able to see the whites of people's eyes and actually connect to them as opposed to just 
um, many different sides of the argument happening on Twitter in their own little uh, yeah. spheres of just you, you become warped in your own bubble, don't you? And we wanted to help those bubbles maybe connect and, and, and grow a little bit beyond their own rhetoric. So we did that and then and we started doing panel discussions and it was really great. I really, really loved doing panel discussions because, um, like I say, it allows different opinions to be voiced in a, in a space that is open and allows people to be vulnerable in a way that is protected and safe, I think. And then from that, we, we launched it into a podcast and have been continuing those conversations. We, we do some live live ones where we get people in the room again because that's really where we get the our energy from is is getting people together as opposed to sort of sitting in a box and talking to one person about something um and actually we've swiveled a little bit since this has all happened and we've we've started a, a series called what's the good news which Amazing. is basically um yeah we we've decided that yeah, so we're just we're just doing ten minute episodes twice a week where we're just sharing uh, good news that our that our uh, audience or that our community send to us, which honestly has been just for me and Annie. It's been life saving to be able to talk about good things for ten minutes twice a week has been uh, completely world changing. Right, and what type of sort of things have you guys been sent? Kind of what kind of good news type of stuff has come through? <laughs> there's a there's a whole different uh, there's a whole spectrum. So some like amazing things specifically to do with with the situation that's going on. You know, there's there's funny stories about the man who ran a marathon around his um, twenty yard garden and he raised twenty six thousand pounds for the NHS. Yeah, amazing. Um, and a lot more people. Are, the London Marathon. So again, when we we're recording this, the London Marathon was supposed to be yesterday I think, yesterday weekend. Uh, and there's, so there's a lot of people running marathons in their gardens and stuff along the lines of captain tom moore who obviously did that who raised of i mean i don't know how much he's raised now but a lot of money but then there's also there's things outside of the world of, of isolation um that's been going on and stories about scientists who've managed to for the first time ever recreate coral in a lab so they can help uh, coral from stop from stopping to go extinct and so you know a plethora of different things from the funny little things like a guy who he did a he mapped his run on strava and he ran in the shape of the words i love the nhs and so he released this like strava mapped run as art that said i love the nhs it's just silly little things that's but... brilliant <laughs> yeah but it's silly but it's actually not in, in the bigger context of it i mean it has a really nice warmth to it that actually can can bring a lot of hope uh right now for everyone Mm -hmm. that's the thing as well you know i think it's it's hard to stay connected to normality and actually the human nature the idi the idiosyncratic nature of humans is, is actually i find really endearing and makes me feel uh a bit more warm you know people doing silly things on twitter and people you know even i mean i shouldn't i shouldn't have but i downloaded tiktok for a little bit and actually as long yeah. as you can consume it um as long as you consume it mindfully you know what you're you're looking at and you're not just sort of <laughs> passing the time hours upon hours by just getting sucked into a warp i find it quite uplifting the, yeah. the sort of human nature of it yeah and i think it's really sweet i mean i i don't have it i haven't downloaded it yet um but i have noticed because i actually have a good friend who's uh during isolation his parents have decided to go full tiktok 
Um, and all it really is is, you know, a, a pair of 60 pluses just having a good old laugh, mm -hmm. um, which is really, really nice. Um, and, and it kind of, you know, it, it kind of, you know, this whole time right now, especially kind of with the, the world of technology, there, there's a lot of, you know, positivity that can come from it. But also, as you said, there's a lot of, you know, um, moments where people have this tendency to also... Uh, hide from from maybe uh bigger things with technology you know when you guys talked about the can we just ask stuff and you know how valuable it was to get in front of people and to actually put people in a room um you know it's also you know reminding me and maybe a reminder for everyone that actually this is just but a moment that hopefully will lead us back to each other in person eventually as well yeah yes i mean let's all hope that we can all get in a room again and, and give each other a hug sooner rather than later. And, uh, and I, I mean, maybe there's some learnings from this period that we can, we can take forward. Hopefully we don't all go rushing back to what was normal, however many months ago it was. But, um, I think there is a, there is a, a need and a craving for people to get back in a room together and, and feel the warmth of people and, and, and see other people's perspectives, not just through a screen. Yeah. And so when you guys are doing your Can We Just Ask stuff, what types of topics or what types of subjects do you guys usually tackle? Is it? Yeah. So prior to What's the Good News, the second season that we've done entirely from our hallway, the the, the first season and the, the sort of panels before that were, were all big topics, really. So our, our motto, as you were, was uh, starting conversations that matter. And ultimately, it's, you know, everything might matter to someone. And so we wanted to, to have conversations that mattered to people on, diff on different levels and allowed people to have different opinions. And, and maybe, you know, hearing a different opinion can, as long as you take it for what it is, it's someone's opinion, it can really help you grow and learn in your opinion. So, you know, we did things like, yeah. um, we did a lot, a lot of talks on masculinity, mental health. We talked about plastics and plastic free and fast fashion and gender inequality and, and activism and social entrepreneurship that's just a handful of the huge topics sure yeah not small ones but important <laughs> really not small ones yeah well that yeah and that's the thing and, and it can be hard having those big conversations but you know you've got to do the hard things to to challenge yourself and 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 question the realities that we face so and these topics were they were they driven by your own personal interests or passions, or were they more of just kind of what was out there that you thought were that needed to be discussed? Yeah, it was a mix of both. We're, towards as we grew and 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 moved on, we wanted it not to just be defined by Annie and I. We didn't want to be uh, pulling the puppet strings and dictating what conversations needed to be happened. So from at the start, we we led with the things that we were passionate about and the things that we wanted to explore. And, and as we, we move on, we try to open it up to the community and, and we, we try not to just be zeitgeisty and just pit jump on the thing that, may, that is prevalent in the media at the time. But by its very nature, our audience or the, our community tend to want to discuss that stuff. So we, we try and leave it up to our, our community as much as possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's a really nice way to look at it. And I think especially in the world that we're in today, there's a lot of things that we could discuss. And and I think kind of what you guys have done well of giving kind of a wide berth to conversation um, has probably been received really well. 
Um, and, and, and I mean, ultimately, like, what kind of feedback have you guys been getting on it? Uh, what kind of, or engagement, or what, you know, what, what is, what has the community been saying? Do you know what? It's, it's been a, a mixed bag. Like you say, it's because it, we're, it's sort of a generalist project. So we aren't, we aren't we're sort of defying what everyone tells you about social media and about uh, if you're starting a new project, be focused, be specific, be niche, you know, fulfill this particular gap that needs filling. Um, and in a way, we, we like to think we're doing that in that we're, uh, we're, we're filling a, a, a wide gap of, well, let's have more conversations. And the conversations are so different from one month to the next that um, you're never going to be um, everyone's cup of tea. But as long as we keep the conversations engaging and, and open to everyone, I think everyone seems to be enjoying them. So we did uh, last year, we did, I specifically remember we did one about social entrepreneurship um, and we had some amazing people. So we had uh, people from Patagonia and people from Tom's. Yeah on the panel and a handful of people came up to me and specifically said afterwards that they're after that conversation they were going to go and pursue a career in social enterprise they wanted to change they felt that their career was lacking something and they really wanted to go and do something that through their work would have some sort of feedback or help towards the society that they wanted to to live in so that sort of stuff is really rewarding and and i think that's what you get from having open and honest discussions and opening people's eyes to things that they might not have heard about before. Mm, definitely. And I, I think, I mean, and you and I are similar in the sense of kind of these communities and opportunities for, for these conversations. And I know for me personally that every time I'm involved in something like this or every time I attend an event like this, um, naturally for myself, you know, I grow and perspectives shift or I just become more aware of something else. I mean, have you had a lot of self-learning or self kind of awareness within all this? Uh, like absolutely massively. Like, um, like I can't explain how, I mean, we always say we sort of partly started it as <laughs> for selfish reasons in that um, it's an opportunity for Annie and I to, 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 be privy to conversations you know we try to find guests that are really going to challenge people's points of view and that includes Annie's and my point of view and to have your point of view challenged is like I say it's a tricky thing to take but it's something that I think is crucial if we really want to adapt and and learn and grow like I can specifically again a, a specific example but we did a we had a conversation about activism and the whole yeah. panel were we're talking about um, treating people with respect and being kind and, and um, the way that we talk about people being um, accepting that everyone's human. And then five minutes later, we were talking about politicians and right. everyone in the panel was talking about politicians as if they were the enemy. And then someone in the audience put their hand up because we like we, we like to have the whole room as everyone's involved. You can put your hand up and you can get involved in the conversation. And someone put their hand up and they said, you're literally being hypocritical to the point you were saying five minutes ago, which is you should treat everyone as a human being. Do you not think politicians deserve the respect that you're asking people to give to activists? And everyone yeah. on the panel just sat there quietly and was like, wow, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, so there's been there's been moments that have like completely stopped me in my tracks and, and made me... Um, 
<laughs> almost entirely changed my perspective within an instant, which maybe shows the fickle nature of my own mind. Yeah, but or or the <laughs> the fickle nature of maybe what we say versus how we can embody it. I mean, what actually, mm. and, and maybe just because my mind is now perked with interest, I mean, what what happened in that moment? Obviously, the panel went silent, and then was it kind of you just kind of came back and said, well, actually, or, you know, did it evolve into something more? We, um, I tried to let that silence sit for as long as possible, and then actually a couple of members of the panel literally just thanked the person who asked the question and said, you're absolutely right. I'm, I need to think about the way that, because they were very humble in their <laughs> acceptance that they had been hypocritical and it, and it took about a few minutes for them to sort of come up with what they wanted to say. And then they sort of like, yeah, you're right. I take, I, I take it back and I'm going to reframe what I'm thinking. And, and the, the people I'm talking about are very big, prominent mm. activists who, who work within po the world of politics. So it was, it was quite, a, a strong powerful moment to watch them not backtrack it's it's backtrack but in a way that shows respect to the question and you can admit to your your flaws in in thinking if you can admit to your flaws in thinking and then adapt i think that's that's a really powerful way to be yeah i mean it, it, it's such a powerful message it, it, it's you know it is a bit of that appreciation or that kind of reminder that we're all human and there's a humanity that sits uh below any kind of point of view or perspective that uh you know that that it, it sounds like it was a beautiful moment Just Breathe is an organization focused on real-world connections, in person, online, and in mass. We create shared experiences which bring people together and celebrate the power of doing less in a more meaningful way. Take a moment to download the Just Breathe app, our simple and easy-to-use app with guided meditations and soundtracks, created and recorded specially to calm the mind and ease the body. We've literally put the power of mindfulness in the palm of your hand. And even more, it's free. So download the app now on all iPhone and Android devices. And for more information about our growing conversation, visit us at justbreatheproject.com, where you'll find more about our other podcasts, video content, and amazing opportunities to connect. And follow along on Instagram at justbreathe. I mean, in this time right now, when obviously we're we're all at home and and uh, we have this moment of you know maybe what is very similar to that of of pause or reflection or consideration. I mean, are are you experiencing things right now at home where um, you know you're you're becoming more aware of, of certain things or more appreciative of certain things? And, and I know even from before this call, I know you're obviously not. Um, quietly at home staring at the wall every day. I mean, there is a nature of everyone is different in this time. So, I mean, what, what are you up to and, and what have you learned in the past few weeks right now? Well, I, I, I said this to you before, I, I, and I, I'm coming to terms with my own feeling bad with saying this, but I have been uh, for the past month or so in during lockdown, I've been probably the busiest I've been for a very long time work wise. 
and actually finding that separation for me has been really key because especially because we're stuck within the same four walls for the whole day I'm learning to find a barrier between my work and my my non-work time which I actually used to struggle to do quite a lot I used to allow my work to drag into my evenings and and I went to sleep thinking about what I was going to do in the morning to help my work and then I'd wake up and I'd just start working and, and it was not a healthy way to be and actually I'm finding it because I am so busy with work that I'm having to set these boundaries and I'm having to understand that my time looking after myself is is crucial because otherwise I'll I'll just not be able to to manage it I think mm. and I, I think as well and I think maybe the uh, a lot of conversations that I hear out there or maybe we can be misguided about is that a lot of people have a lot of time right now at home a lot of people are you know kind of and I said it jokingly staring at the <laughs> walls or watching a lot of TV or just luxuriously reading and these types of things but there is a lot of people who are exponentially busier or there's a lot to do and hours fly by days fly by I mean, I mean, what what types of things, you know, for you, have you been actually doing either functionally or intentionally to put those boundaries in or to kind of give yourself that that mental sanity, especially when you're in the same room the whole day? <laughs> yeah. uh, I well, I mean, as seems to be the whole nation right now, but I'm I'm a very big runner. Um and to be fair, it looks like a lot of people have taken up running, which is which is great. I see a lot more people out running yeah. in like Converse, who obviously maybe don't have the the trainers to to run in, but they're they're going out there and they're doing it anyway, um, which I think is great. So, but I I am um, I've always been a big runner, and I can remember on countless times, you know, three or four miles into a run is when I I've, I've felt the happiest I've ever felt, which might be. It, right. it, it re really releases endorsements for me. I just run smiling the whole time, which I imagine a lot of people really resent me for, but because um, <laughs> a lot of people hate running. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm one of those who would <laughs> would run not with the same face as you. <laughs> um, but you know, everyone has their maybe find their own version of it. But for me, running is is oh, is, is crucial, and I try. I mean, I have been getting out every day. To, to go for whether it's a long long one or just a quick run and that for me is is has been key just for switching off like I said the other thing I'm doing is is journaling in the morning which again it it allows me to move away from the chatter in my brain that I often wake up mm -hmm. with that's like oh my god you've got to edit this video and you've got to order this thing before this happens and you've got to email that person with that and if I just write it all down allows me to sort of move past it and, and it, once you've written it down it, it becomes a tangible list that I can then just get through and I think that for me going from the the thoughts in my mind which swirl and create this sort of whirlwind of I've got all this stuff to do to writing it down it suddenly becomes achievable yeah um so yeah that's key for me yeah I know that that you are quite a a runner I'm, I've uh Fond memories of us doing an event together and you going, oh, I need to go now to get on a plane to Berlin <laughs> to go run a marathon tomorrow. Doesn't surprise me that you have great practices like uh, writing, journaling, and pages in the morning. 
Um, have you found that during this time, though, it has been more about uh, giving yourself the space to put in these new things? Or actually, is it been a, a nature for you of doubling down on things like uh, like running is a, is a mandatory, or not mandatory, is, is kind of an essential as well as the writing or of kind of these have always been there and you've just kind of realized, oh, well, they just need to stay. Yeah, I think it's more of the latter, but it's, I think for a lot of people in the conversations that I've been having, it, it's made us realize what is important and what is not, what's superfluous to, to our lives and what isn't. And I, um, I was, I was chatting to a friend yesterday about the way friendships often are, especially in London, you know, sometimes I would, you'd spend an hour traveling. I live in East London, but for an, as an example, an hour traveling to South London to see a friend for an hour for, you know, have a brunch and then tick that off the list and spend another hour traveling back to East London. And, and you think about that whole sort of interaction and, and you, I feel like a lot of that stuff I wasn't getting any energy from. And actually what's, what I've really valued is, focusing on the things that actually I do get value from and having maybe going for a run or a walk and having an hour and a half real conversation with a friend over the phone and really finding out how they are is so much more valuable than that sort of tick list of things we thought we had to achieve before this all happened. So, you know, I mean, commuting is is absolutely draining for me. Standing on the tube and, and is mm. just an awful start to the day. But now I've realised that the things that are important are the the running and the the journaling and the the actually finding out how friends are and that stuff which was always there but it's it's now sort of shining as a, a beacon of of hope <laughs> within the darkness yeah yeah that's really nice i mean has there been anything that you in this time though with, with all these kind of new insights and perspectives have you let anything go or stopped anything or kind of just completely just moved away yes, in this time. Yes, I have. I've um I've deleted Instagram, which is for me um I've been I feel like I've been addicted to Instagram for a very long time and maybe this isn't quite the sort of practice that you're 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 leaning on but it jumped straight to my mind when you said if I let something yeah, go. Yeah, no, of course. I um for a long time I've said I've said to Annie I'm, um I've said I have to delete Instagram, but there's something that's telling me I can't. Um, yeah. uh, whether that's just an old way of being or whether that was an expectation of what I should be doing or, or what I could be doing, that's I've suddenly found the power to 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 drop that and it's not it doesn't even play on my mind. I don't sit there thinking, Oh my god, mm. I should be doing that and I I mean, I wish I had the wisdom to share about why that is or what, what, why the world changing the way it has has made me do that. But I'm, I'm riding that wave as, as long and as far as I can, I think. Yeah. And it's, it's almost nice as well, because a lot of times when we, when we let things go or these little shifts happen, um, not only do we learn new things or discover new things, but I find for me that we, we tend to remember how things maybe used to be before. Mm. I mean, we're, we're both of the age where we know what life was like before Instagram <laughs> and we still had, you know, you still had just a life about, and you Michael, still had friends about. and you still had things <laughs> just about, um, you know, I'm a little bit older than you, but in that sense of, you know, you still had friends and you still had work and you still had, you know, life that happened. Mm. And I, I find even with little things like that, or, you know, for some people, big things like that, you actually remember kind of, 
the the joy in maybe some of the simplicity that was that came before it all. Mm, life life was able to thrive and happen before Instagram. <laughs> That's what I got to keep telling myself. Mm. Um, I mean, I have I have yeah. been on Twitter a little bit too much because of it, but uh, not quite as much as I was on Instagram. So, <laughs> mm. I had a I have a friend who um, who I know from home from in LA, and something that he's doing, which I think is really really amazing, is that he um, you know he's going back and he's calling all of the phone numbers of his friends that he remembers growing up. So if you remember, you know, like you know, like. Growing up, you knew a dozen yeah. phone numbers, right? Because, you know, you knew your best friend, you knew <laughs> your neighbors, and, and he's, he's just, he's ringing those phone numbers. And some of them, they're people he hasn't spoke to in 10 wow. years, 20 years, but he knows their phone numbers just because they're, you know, buried in their brain <laughs> from when he was eight years old yeah. and actually having some really wonderful chats. That's great. Um, and it, yeah, and it, to me, I don't, I don't even know why that springs to mind right now, but that... To, uh, in some ways is I feel like and I say this complimentary I feel like that's something you would do and get a lot of joy out yeah absolutely except my memory's awful so I, I think I can only remember my mum's <laughs> my mum would be very happy she'd oh, get a lot go. of conversation out of it <laughs> get a daily call to your yeah. that's good <laughs> I have actually that, that, to be fair that's um that having said that that's something that I feel like I've I've harked back to a lot more as well I, I am speaking to my so my I'm from Manchester originally, um, and yeah. I almost am on a daily basis speaking to my mum. Um, so you know that I, I would obviously much rather be up in Manchester and be able to give her a hug, but um, I'm speaking to her quite a lot, and I'm really relishing that opportunity to to have the time to to really have those conversations that maybe you let slip to becoming once a week or once every other week normally. Yeah, no, I really uh, I agree with that. I'm, I'm the same way. Speaking to the family more, and and you said it. You know, it's this this moment reminds us of what's important. And I think we can all, even with the best intentions, and with all with even with the most um, kind of conscious way of moving through life and our work, we can get swept up in the busyness of, of every day or the commute across town. Mm. And, um, you know, the, the phone call home or the kind of the, the, the daily run, all these kind of things can easily be negotiated as less important because we could do it tomorrow or we could do it the exactly. next day. Um, there's, there's something about perspective in this moment that I think is really interesting mm. um, and, and really nice, uh, I think, uh, as an overall. Mm. Yeah. Of, of all the stuff that you're doing now at home, how much or is there anything that you're doing that you think will, will stick after all this? Or that you want to stick? Yeah. There's... Like, do you think Instagram's going to come back uh, <laughs> in your life in, in two months once they let you back out in the world? Or is this, you know, is there some, some longevity uh, no. to, well, to some you know, of this? I think I would, I would welcome Instagram back in if it was a conscious decision. I feel like I've rarely had something that I've really been passionate to share on Instagram and I've just been sharing for the sake of it. So if it got yeah. to the point where I was like, I am really excited to share this part of my life or this specific thing, then I will welcome it with open arms. But until that, that moment, I'm hoping that that's going to, that's going to um, stay. The, the thing that I'm, I'm willing with all my might to keep within, in my life beyond this is uh, maybe two things, but mostly the the local nature of the way we're we're having to live 
so which allows me to slow down quite a lot my life was was very fast paced and so like, right. like full to bursting really and to the point where i wasn't enjoying any of the things because it was just a case of getting mm. through the things and getting to the end of the day having achieved all the list of things that i had to do um without um i listen i, I I listened to a podcast with Mo Gaudat in it. He's really inspiring, but he talks about how playing a video game, uh, sort of amateurs try and rush to the next level. Um, Masters really take the time to play in the level that that, that they're in so they can really uh, feel the full effects of the game and enjoy the game. But I feel like I was in a, in a, in a place where I was just rushing to get to the, to the next level. And I really want to allow myself to, to take everything a bit slower you know take an extra half an hour walk in the morning or i don't want to carry on queuing to get into shops but i don't mind the excuse to stand outside mm. in, in the in the in the fresh air for a little bit longer than normal instead of just um ticking off a tick list yeah i mean that's really nice i mean you you mentioned kind of the 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 local nature to your life are you spending a lot more time within your own proximity mm. i've i've never been closer to my neighbors which is um which is a, a wonderful thing we've we've only recently moved into a place and and for the first six months we maybe went for a drink with one or two neighbors but um obviously we haven't been for a drink with any of them that would be flouting the rules but we've <laughs> um, we've we've sparked conversations through windows and and we're lucky enough to have a sort of roof that um we can we occasionally see people on and we've had so many more conversations oh, from, a, from a distance than we would have had done before and and even on our walks you know when we, when we go out if we go out for a run or a walk i'm seeing and exploring places near me that i wouldn't have found had this not happened if i hadn't had the excuse to go slow and we often rush to go to the places that we, we think we should, even if they're really far away, without thinking about what's near us and who who the people are around us and what they're offering. Right. I mean, that's really, really lovely. Uh, I, I'm, I'm the same way. Similar, I'm, I'm not really leaving the house as much, but I mean, I, I've made friends with the upstairs neighbours <laughs> and kind of had a, you know, you have these really nice uh, um, moments where you can just wave and smile and everyone feels like they... You know have this belonging together mm. it um you know it, it, it it's really it, it's really mm. nice it's really sweet mm. you know for for people at home who if i was to ask you to to maybe share something or one thing of, of, of personal practice that can really be valuable in this time you know and maybe it's around our, our sense of of kind of let's call it self-sanity <laughs> uh, at home I mean, what is one thing for you that you think if someone could change or shift or do today, you know, what what would that be? A few things spring to mind, and I'm trying to work out the best way the best way to phrase them. But um, hmm. I think, well, for me, what's been valuable in this time is listening to myself and exploring my own curiosity without any pressure. So, and what I mean by that is don't just do the thing that someone has, like, this this may seem contradictory because I'm now telling someone to do a thing, but don't do the thing that someone tells you is going to be the thing that helps you. Don't do the thing that someone tells you is what you have to do in this situation to get through it. Don't do the thing that um, you think you should 
do unless your heart really tells you you want to do that. I found things that I used to do that I love to do that had I not listened to my curiosity, I wouldn't have done it. So I've picked up the guitar mm. and I've started playing the guitar right. again. And like my guitar is sat there yeah. unused for, for like se- seven years. Um, right. And it wasn't until Amazing. I allowed myself to listen to that curiosity. And uh, do you know what? The way I connect to that curiosity is my morning brain dumps on a page. Um, sure. So I just think it's a time where we've we've got so many people telling us what we need to get out of this isolation and for some people getting something out of it is the last thing they want to do they just want to get through it mm-hmm. um and yeah. that's the way that someone feels if if you're just curious about how you're going to get through it just listen to what what you want to do in the moment focus on what's in front of you what can you do this evening what can you just concentrate on making dinner and going to bed then that's fine if that's what you're curious about then do that but um there's not I don't think there's a blanket a blanket thing apart from just listening to yourself as much as possible you're absolutely right uh you know in this world that provides us every answer or every recommendation or every point of advice that actually listening to our own curiosity and leaning back into just purely kind of allowing yourself to just you know go with go with it and see what takes your attention there's something really powerful in that because you know, when, when everything else tells us to do this, do this, do this, do this, or fix that or fix that or, or, or find this, it, it's purely, you know, the, the gift of curiosity mm. in a moment right now that actually leads towards an inspiration, mm. like guitar playing and, <laughs> and other such things. Exactly. So I think that's really, really nice. Thank you for sharing that's that. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, and, and thank you for your time and all this. And, and, and I think, you know, one of the most powerful things with this whole podcast is that, you know, it, it's really just about sharing different voices and looking at life right now through the lens of, of what what works for one person doesn't work for everyone. And that for our own health and safety and sanity, that it is the inspirational perspective that I find so much value right now for me, um, being able to speak to so many people like yourself. Mm. So thank you for that. Thank you for thank you for having me on. You're doing a great thing. I think it's important that we uh, we keep talking uh, on whatever level it is and whatever scale it is, and to whoever it is. I think it's just. Uh, it's really important and to hear other people's perspectives is is always hugely valuable absolutely so my last question for you which is um we can only hope that there is a silver lining that has longevity in in all of this in this moment um that maybe uh extends outside of just kind of our homes and our own personal lives is there anything that you see or are hoping that will stay as kind of a and overall for whether it be our community or uh, country or world? I mean, what, what silver linings do you think there are that we can take from all this? I think and I hope it's made us realise how much we value connection and actually how much before this all happened, connection was there and we had the ability to, to connect and, and contact people, but we took it for granted and hopefully moving forward we will realize the power of that and you know you often don't realize how much you loved something or needed something until you've had it taken away Uh, and the thing we've had taken away really 
is our ability to connect to the people that we love and even just as small as giving someone a hug and I hope that we will not take it for granted as much as we did before once we get out of this. And I don't think I could have um, scripted a better way to round this conversation up. So thank you so much, Will. It's been really a pleasure, as always, um, to to chat with you. And I do look forward to the next time we can uh, hang out and hug and be out in the world. Yeah, it's going to be a big um, hug. And, and reconnect. You. It will be. It always is. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Thank you so much. And so for everyone listening to this, it's these conversations like this for me that are truly inspiring. And please stay connected if you, as always, want to find out more about Will or the work that he's doing. Um, if you want to find out more about Can We Just Ask, uh, check them out on Instagram at Can We Just Ask. At some point, Will may or may not be back on Instagram. And if he is, it's at Will Sebastian. Um, and likewise, he's on, on Twitter as well. But, um, you know, there's, there's no better time right now than to find your own way to connect. And hopefully through this conversation, um, there is an element of inspiration that we can take into our lives right now and put into practice. So thank you, Will, again. Is there anything or anywhere else that people can find you or any last places or, or messages or things you want to share? Um, no, I think, I think you've covered it. I don't want to give people more screens to look at. So uh, if you see me in East London, just say hi. <laughs> yeah. and if you if you see him out on the street join him on a run yeah. <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining and listening on this episode of the quiet life as always we're releasing podcast as we can to support you in your home life in these uncertain times um, if you're interested in finding out more you can jump on to our website at justbreatheproject.com you can follow along on the instagram at justbreathe uh, if you are enjoying it please do us a favor and jump on to the apple podcast to subscribe to rate and review it as always, I'm your host, Michael James Wong. Follow along my journey, follow along all these conversations, and we will see you next time on The Quiet Life. Mm-hmm.